Has she been there this whole time and we just haven't seen her? Yeah, uh, she's been. She's on She's on the DL. Paige's translucent <laughs> skin is working in her favor. Hey, what's good, folks? You are listening to the 32nd, 36th edition of the Slam Bros Podcast. Of course, I am the Bowman12L, a.k.a. Black Aquaman, coming to you live in the flesh. Illa is not amused right now. Of course, joining me as always, Illa YC the Champ. What's good? What up, Bowman? You on this a.k.a. shit, too? Like yo, the yo. fan bros. <laughs> man. Yo, shout out to... <laughs> Yo, shout out, shout out to the homies, man. But they be calling me Aquaman at the gym because I be spending too much time in the water. Too much uh, time in the water. Black Aquaman, they call you Whitefish. <laughs> it's a you gotta look up uh, oh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney of Law. It's a great episode where Black Lightning is in court. It's hilarious, yo. Man, classic, man. Going back, throwbacks, man. Why they call me Black Bolt? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. What up, Slam Bros? We in the building. What's good? What's yo, good, the, family? Yeah, was was good. Um, yo, so let's. You ready? It's been a while since we had some dirt to dig. So let's get these shovels out. And let's start digging these sheets. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. gotta pay our respects to the career of the mighty mark henry ladies and gentlemen mark henry has decided to hang up his tights so now they're flapping in the wind like a big dirty musty (laughs) 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 oh man i don't know where i was going with that but it's gonna get icky yeah it's about to get real sticky icky um. Yeah. So it's shout out to Mark Henry. I think what is it? Is it twenty one or twenty two years? In ring. Twenty one years. Twenty one years. So uh, he years says the that soon he'll be transitioning to a role behind the camera to help out these you know these new young boys. You know his time is done, and so yeah. Of course, shout out to Mark Henry. On an unrelated note, me and the homies were talking last night about this Mark Henry. Uh, situation we're like man WWE never used mark henry like to his full potential you know to not what it was. at fucking all <laughs> and you know what's <laughs> ill is his hall of pain run- injuries really you know messed up mark henry a lot but his hall of pain run was one of the dopest runs it scored uh big in the ratings i mean and he did his thing and just like i've met mark uh, i've hung out with him a couple times um, and he's just a funny dude, you know what I mean? Funny, charismatic, and like they really—I mean, you only saw a piece of it at times when he did the John Cena heel, uh, the 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 I got, I still got something yeah, in the tank, yeah, yeah, you know, and some of that. But they usually just saddled him with such goofy shit. But when he when they really painted him as that vicious killer who could talk his trash, that was Mark Henry in the lane, you know. So I'm real. Um, disheartened by this because he was like a one-time world heavyweight champion one-time ecw champion 
one-time European champion, and I don't know if he ever won the tag titles with anybody. Maybe him in the uh, big show. Did they win the tag titles? I, I don't have this information on deck, so someone will get us in the comments. But someone is in like screaming at the airphones right now. But that's just it's just that's one of those talents where it's like, man, I wish you would have done more with this dude, you know, and and really gave him a chance to shine. He had a twenty one year career. He's held three championships, you know, and that's I just mean, you know that's that's just shouldn't be it. That shouldn't have been it for Mark Henry. They could have took the title off of John Cena's whack ass. One of those times. They could have. And let it rest on uh, Mark Henry's shoulders. Fuck John Cena. You know, the thing about Mark Henry is, you know, powerlifters, they'll tell you. Like, you, you talk to powerlifters, they'll tell you, yo, Mark is legit, legit strongman. People look up to him. They look up to his technique, uh, his Olympic run. Like, powerlifters will tell you, like, yo, that he was legit. You know, that's, that's all muscle. It's all strength. So, uh, we saw glimpses of brilliance, but still... Uh, like most people in this country of America, you're given bullshit, and you have to turn that into lemonade. <laughs> and uh, Mark Henry, when when he had opportunity to, he uh, he made that lemonade. So shout outs to you. Uh, whatever role you take up at the WWE, we know you'll excel at it as well. No doubt, no doubt. Respect the God. All right, all right. What else we got in this dirt? Let's 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 dust this off right here. Oh, <laughs> oh, just oh, okay. UFC. So. They trying to dust off Barack Lesnar's UFC career. John Jones issued a challenge. Well, no, he didn't really issue a challenge, but he just made a statement. He, so, like the thing of John. So, like a week, we're working on like two weeks information here. So there was rumors, of course, Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer, came through and said that Brock was considering maybe a possible another run at the UFC. Um, that, you know, he was going to announce his unretirement and try and, you know, get one last fight. That the last fight with Hunt kind of left a sour taste in his mouth. Wasn't all that good of a performance. And then also, the, you know, the steroid situation, the suspension left a bad taste in his mouth. And then also... UFC is, of course, they would be interested to get him back for his booking power as they really don't have a lot of superstars left uh, in their organization. So a Brock fight would be ideal. And so, of course, you know, John Jones picking up on it was like, yo, I'd love to, you know, fight Brock. I mean, Brock doesn't, uh, John Jones doesn't do what? What is Brock? Is Brock super heavyweight? Uh, Heavyweight. Uh, I, I think here. John Jones would be up one class if he would to fight uh, Lesnar. Yeah, he said he would have to jump up to one. No, was it one sixty, two sixty? It's two sixty, man. Yeah, something like that. Because he he's like in the low two hundreds, I believe. Um, he was on something. He said that, so he'd have to jump up to at least two sixty, I believe, to try to be in the same weight class. Because it'd be tough for Brock to come down. Um, Jones again. So, like, you know, so it was, you know, just like, like social media babble. And Brock said, you know, he'd be interested to fight John Jones anywhere, anytime. So, the latest speculation we have right now from the dirt is that UFC would like to try and get Lesnar in a possible fight for December, cap off the year. Um, if Lesnar unretires, of course, he would have to serve out the remaining time on his suspension. I did the math last night. 
if Lesnar did unretire today, uh, he still has three months left on his suspension. So if he did unretire, like at this very moment, uh, December fight would be the earliest possible that he could fight again. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're definitely doing that. You know, they've uh, filed those papers already. And um, I don't even think they would have asked this with John Jones if this wasn't something that was already being seated and something they were planning, you know, planning on doing and trying to make happen or a deal was discussing in place because Brock was already spotted out in the UFC offices a month or so ago. Um, like him and Heyman. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I fully expect there to be an announcement in the coming months of um, the Brock Lesnar kicking the shit out of John Jones, uh, you know, fight. Although, you know, I'm, I'm a John Jones dude. You know, I think he's going to beat Daniel Cormier's whack ass this weekend and make Daniel unass that belt. <laughs> but to go up against Lesnar, jo- Jones, it would be a good it would be a good match, but it's like, and I I support both of them, so I think it'd be a good match. But it's just Brock is just too big, you know, too big, too powerful. Now Jones has quickness, so I think if he can get in there, lock a choke in, then he could probably take the big man down. But you know, odds would be probably on Lesnar if he can, you know, provide some solid defense against uh, some of the takedowns, some of the moves that Jones will come with. It could be, it could make for a great and exciting match. Now, we always say, you know, Brock is a freak athlete once in, once in a generation. But, I mean, Jones has been fighting, you know. And he's been fighting consistently. Like, you know, Brock hasn't. I think that factors into a lot of things. True, but his size factors into a lot of things. Right. And, I mean, right. that's the big thing. I remember a buddy of mine who's an HPD officer. He's built like a fucking piston. You know, he's a shorter dude, but he's like all muscle. All muscle. And he's, you know, he's wide. He could be a, he could be a, re- he's like um, a shorter version of a Big E. Okay. You know, where he's <laughs> like fully, like wide like that, but also thick, you know. And this dude is solid. And he became an officer and he was talking about that. You know, um, we were talking about the training, how people were trying to take him down. And you would see it with other people. They could get other people, but they couldn't wrap around him. You know what I mean? And he just had natural strength and power. So he could power out of move. You know, you try to lock him up. You try to choke him. Or you try to, you know, put it, put him in a lock, and he could just power out of it. So I think that would be a huge factor in Jones and uh, Lesnar. I mean, he, I don't, I don't doubt Jones could get him if he could, if he can get something locked in and get him in the right position. It would definitely be a problem. But this ain't wrestling, you know, where Brock is letting somebody wrap him up. So right, it's a, it's a right, different right, thing yeah. entirely, just because of the the, the size difference. All right, so we'll see. Uh, of course, this news did add a lot much speculation what might happen to SummerSlam. Of course, we'll get to that later. Also, probably the most interesting story that happened last week was Shane McMahon survives a helicopter crash. That is one hell of a bump. That is one hell of a bump. You know, of course, Shane McMahon likes to jump off of high objects. You know, <laughs> what's higher than that? <laughs> and, and a helicopter so um yo so shane was in a private helicopter or apparently a helicopter malfunction and then quick went to the pilot had to make an emergency landing in a lake uh no one was injured they had their life vest on quickly rescued made it back to shore and um they're you know interviewed by the news like yo man you're in a helicopter crash what's going on 
So, first news reporter asks, were you nervous? Logical question asked. It's a plane crash, you know, aviation class, you know, are you nervous? Shane, keeping a cool head, you know, he was like, nah, you know, Mario was a good pilot. He had everything in control because Mario was so cool. I was able to keep my cool and I realized everything was going to be okay thanks to the skill of Mario. Second question reporter asked, are you Vince McMahon's son? (laughs) 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 To which um, Shane responds, yeah. All right. I need to see this video. (laughs) I just want to see Shane's facial expression because I know he's got to be like, on some asshole shit. Like, for real, for real. Like, what the fuck are you asking me? <laughs> so, no, nah, he, he kept pretty chill. Probably the best reaction, the best take um, of this, this story was the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks tweeted, only Shane McMahon can take a bump from a helicopter and somehow be unharmed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. expect Shane McMahon to jump off a helicopter next year at WrestleMania. <laughs> It's like, what's Shane climbing? He's calling him for the helicopter. He's telling Mario to take off. He's going higher. He's going higher. Good God, King. All right, Illa. It seems that our favorite show has not been canceled. And we still have more episodes. Oh, shit. Las Aventuras. Hey, Alberto, Albertron, Jesus, amigos. Once again, when we last left our hero, things could not look any more low than they were. Possible incident down in Orlando airport led him to be suspended from Global Force Wrestling. This is allegedly a wrestling promotion, I am told. And then also, he has stepped down from the presidency of Combat Sports America. The the, uh, the the MMA promotion he was trying to build up down in Mexico. But could things be looking up for our hero? What new developments lie for Alberto El Patron? This so, guy, of course, like... Uh, <laughs> how in the hell does this dude manage to stay in the mix every week? Every week? Every week. How in the... Uh, like, uh, damn. All right, so he's doing it, so... Um, you know, he's got a lot of heat on him right now, so he's stepping back from his responsibilities of, you know, uh, Combat Americas. Uh, probably, you know, best as possible. He was under investigation for a possible domestic violence incident. Uh, there's a lot of heat on Alberto. There's, if, you, if you're working with this man, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to come with it. I think we've covered that now. All right. <laughs> there's a lot of possible things that could come with it. So he has stepped down. But we do have some new information. The Orlando Police Department are no longer considering Alberto El Patron a suspect in the Orlando domestic violence investigation. Um, They have the police have determined that Alberto was not the aggressor in the incident, that it was Paige. They're not seeking charges against Alberto. They haven't pressed charges against Paige. They have forwarded their findings to the state's attorney office and they're going to let the state attorney determine where they go from there. So, 
Um, seeing how these two are a couple, I don't know if the state attorney is going to put charges on page. Normally, when you have a situation like this, you know, couples don't really cooperate. I don't see, I don't see Alberto, you know, testifying against his lady. Um, so that's what's going on. Ella, what's your take on this situation? Telling you, man, this dude got more drama than a one act play. I mean, this cat here just stays in a mix and he's with a dramatic ghost who walks. And I think that's what it is. Like, when you're with a walking horror movie, I think that that's the problem. Like, he needs to just move on with his life, handle his restaurant, do what he needs to do in the ring. Because at some point, I dread the day when we have to report something really foul happening we almost were i mean this domestic violence thing was a hard left that should have been warning enough to alberto el patron but i mean this dude just stays in the mix and it's like we need to report some cool alberto el patron news like you know i don't know he he beat up triple h somewhere or something caught him slipping you know what i'm saying like That'd him him g-check and ride right back you know what i'm saying yes yeah, you know, beat up ninja turtles like what's going on what happened to the good stories what happened in the good days, Alberto? Because for real, for real, I mean, it's just it's too much drama in the LBC, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I think I I think you make a good point, but I think the lesson is for uh, both parties here. Maybe this is a sign that relationship is not working, and it'll be healthy for both people involved, Paige and Alberto, to you know step away from each other. You know, sometimes relationships just don't work, and that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mean you fail at anything. You know, it just means you learn and you move on and you take those lessons and you apply them to the next time. But, you know, sticking this out could end badly for both of them. Uh, if Paige, if she gets hit with those domestic violence charges, her WWE career is possibly over. Because if you remember, I think last year. Wait, 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 King, wait. She's still in WWE? Yeah, she's still, she's still contracted. Floyd. Has she been there this whole time and we just haven't seen her? Yeah, uh, she's been. She's Paige's on, she's on the translucent skin is working in her favor. <laughs> no, Holy she's injured. Crap. Remember the the, uh, the neck injury, the neck injury. So she has been recovering from that. Uh, remember the WWE and The Rock are making a, a movie based off of her family's legacy. So uh, she's still she's still with the company, but this incident could really you know send her away from the company. Last year, uh, King was in. The king was in an alleged domestic violence Dude, incident, and while as, and while he was under investigation, hold on, hold on. Uh, he got suspended. Paige is still in the WWE, but Alberto slanders Triple H and everybody else in the WWE. And, right, so I you, mean, <laughs> WWE is petty. We know they're petty, so it stands to reason she would have got canned unless they're waiting for her to come back so they can embarrass her and then can her, which is also something that the WWE would do because they're petty as fuck. Their petty levels are on high. But I would have sworn the way he just... Oh, man, that's wild. She's still a part of the WWE. I thought she was long since, uh, 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 you know, Feature Endeavored. No, not yet. Wow. That's... Mm. What a twist! Not yet. So, um... So... Paige could possibly get herself suspended and or released, depending on the outcome of this, so just chill. Uh, her family members are definitely not 
excited about their relationship. Yo, they're so not excited about their relationship, they stripped Alberto of their title. So Alberto was the heavyweight championship of their wrestling promotion, and they stripped him of the belt. <laughs> of her family's wrestling promotion? Yeah, yeah. Paige's family took the belt from out the uh Patron. So uh, <laughs> That's fucking yeah. awesome. And also Yeah, Patty. so it's still it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not WWE Petty, but it's pretty damn good. <laughs> so uh he's still suspended at his alleged workplace. He's still suspended. They talked about it. Um they're still waiting to see what the state office does. But allegedly, those people tape like two months of TV ahead of time, so he's probably be champion for. I, they have TV apparently. They have a TV show. Um, haven't watched it. Maybe, maybe we might look into this. We might. I don't know. So um, we can, we can yes. uh, hire Brazongo to handle it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to get the fashion police to try and investigate this. What, we, what was it called, Illa? Global Force Wrestling. You know is that if what it's called? In the uh, APA, we'd never hear back, and they drink all the. We never get back. They take the money and, you know, buy cigars. So, um, but like, yeah. So, yo, we'll see the adventures of Alberto El Patron and his friends continue. We'll see what happens next week. All right, Ella, we are coming off like one of Let's talk over this horrible pay-per-view real quick. I don't want to spend so much time on it because I might have flashbacks and nightmares. Uh, Battlegrounds was god-awful, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the New Day... Segments. The New Day and the, the Trap House Usos delivered a great match. And for a moment there... It was like, it's like that Kill Bill, you know, you, you thought it was going to be kind of easy there. Yeah, for a moment there, I kind of did. And then the rest of the pay-per-view rolled out and it sucked anus. Like deep, dark recesses of a crusty anus. Ew. One, like, one of the best segments of a pay-per-view is Brizongo and Tyler Breeze being dragged off stream. Man. In a pre-recorded segment. You got problems. Big problems. But that was still a dope segment though, bro. Like, yo, who took the who put the who took the fashion police? But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the New Day and the Brizongo segments were the best parts of the pay-per-view. And that was it. I mean and that was it when you struck with struggle. Well, you know, I always like Shinsuke's theme music. And uh they gave like a serviceable match, the Shinsuke Baron Corbin, but it was just kind of like Alright, you've run your course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, he did a better match on SmackDown this week, but like um yeah, that paper was awful, man. So yeah. and then we had the uh the culturally problematic Punjabi prison and it was like eleven o'clock. I'm like, damn, this match is still going on. This match is still going on. Eleven ten, this match is still going on. And then Great Kali came out. Great Kali doesn't even have his own music, and I'm like, God damn, like this isn't getting any better. He came out to save Hard Body Mahal. Look, I like Hard Body for just the like, just how different it was putting the the title on him. But all three matches with Randy Orton have been the same thing. Hard Body's getting his ass whooped. Randy Orton gets distracted trying to murder the Singh brothers, and then you yeah. know Hard Body sneaks in a win. But this is traditional, you know, '90s uh, back back the white man booking from WWE. 
Like, Randy Orton always looks strong, and he always gets the rug pulled out from under him at the very end of the match because he's fucking dumb. And and he has no allies. But they, and this is what's whack about WWE is that they make, you know, their champ look weak. He needs to, he, he's not getting any clean victory. He needs to just get a clean victory over Orton to show his dominance and then, you know, book him solid. I mean, he has a limited skill set, true enough, but you can still book him in a way where he seems like a viable threat. And this is what ends up happening and devaluing the belt because they're clowning their champ, you know. And it's, 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 it's all right the first time, but then it's like he had two pay-per-views straight with the same finish with the Singh brothers, and now he has Kali come in and rescue him. They, uh, you know, uh, you know, that wasn't even the worth the price of his plane ticket from India. Like, <laughs> why even do that? There's better ways you can invest your money, WWE. And- like, man, so th- during the whole match, I was just trying to come up with more problematic, culturally insensitive gimmick matches. All right, what did you come um, up maybe- with? All right, so I came up with the, the Chinese Great Wall match. <laughs> where, where you win by uh, walling off your opponent in the uh, ring ropes. Okay. What else you got? All right. Um, the, um, the Mexican drug runner match. <laughs> Trying to see who can get the weed past the Hardy Boys and Rob Van Dam. So... You win by being the first person to run up the uh, entrance ramp and uh, retrieve the sack of whatever. It's like money in the bank, but it's weed in the sack. Um, damn, what did what what else did I have? I had the Jamaican Street Falls match. So uh, each different fall is a different type of victory. So you need pinfall, submission, and then also TKO because you know Jamaicans have a lot of jobs. So you gotta win three different ways. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right and then the uh the the new york run it match where um you win by stealing your opponent's shoes <laughs> okay <laughs> i would i would associate that with you could also do like a california match where you have like a a, a wire or you know across the top of the rope you got to steal the shoes and throw them <laughs> over the wire <laughs> over the telephone pole telephone wire Yo, Slam Bros, definitely submit your own versions of the culturally insensitive WWE gimmick matches. So your your, your problematic gimmick matches, hashtag problematic gimmick. Let us know what your matches are. We'd love to hear some more. Oh, my damn. All right. (laughs) Anyway, so that was that whack-ass pay-per-view. The women's match... Naomi was it? She was on the sidelines. That was like, like eh. it's an elimination match, and it's just all stupid. Eh. Like I hate when they do elimination match and people are breaking up pins. Like you hustling backwards. Like oh my god, backwards. Um, John Cena had his worst match in years. Rusev had his worst match in years. Did he now? Um, Bowman. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, that match didn't make. It makes sense. Any like once another gimmick like. Like all, there's too many stipulations in these rules, in these matches. Like the Punjabi prison was like, oh, these doors open, but they only open for sixty seconds. If they never open again, then they're never open again. And then just climb out, just climb out. Like it's stupid. Oh, you got to take the flag and put it in the pedestal. Like why didn't anyone take the other dude's flag and just like petty toss it back to the ring? You know what I'm saying? Like if Rusev had threw the American flag back to the ring, John Cena would have had to run back there in his jorts, 
retrieved the flag, and Rusev could have put it in his stand. You know? But no, you can't have logic like that, hashtag WWE logic, where you just chunk somebody's flag away. But then what makes it worse is this struggle of the they, they gotta take four steps. And they they, oh they juiced yeah. that for oh, all it was oh worth. My God. So how are you gonna have this struggle up the ropes? Get the fuck out of uh, here. Oh hashtag God. fuck John Cena. This oh bullshit God. ass match. Oh my God. Hey, you would see, you be trying to be on you be on that John Cena train. But you knew I was coming for you. You knew I was coming for you. <laughs> this bullshit ass John Cena match. <laughs> John Cena is oh. trash. He's garbage. Oh. Man, and they trying to break he's tied with Ric Flair. Oh. They're trying to transition him. Oh, it's just terrible. Fuck John Cena. All right, let's get the Raw. We got we got two shows to cover. Raw. So Raw opens up with the parade of superstars when you know one person's on the mic and he's trying to talk and then they get interrupted by the next person. And uh, so we had who came out first? Roman Reigns, of course. No, Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman came out first. Braun was first, then Roman, then Samoa. Nope. Braun was first, then Samoa, then Roman. Braun came out to demand his match with Brock. Said he wasn't afraid of Brock. Samoa Joe came out because he's not afraid of Brock and he's not afraid of Braun. And then Roman came out just to, you know, be a wet haired dog and uh, yeah. bring everything down. <sighs> so uh, this is this is of course setting up the four way for SummerSlam. And it's like I almost want to hashtag Roman Reigns, but he's just not worthy. So the interesting thing about this, if Brock is returning to the UFC. This could be a possible out for him to drop the title now. Well, that's because, what they're saying. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So the four-way is also a good way to either put this belt on Braun or Samoa Joe. And, you know, you save your, your Brock encounter. Because they, they, they want their they want their Roman Reign to end a Third WrestleMania in a row? Fourth WrestleMania in a row? I don't even know. Being booed out of the building. So they they can they can do it. But I don't know why, but next week on Raw, they're gonna be doing a triple threat. So come on, save the match for I know Brock's not gonna be there, but you're pretty much giving the match away on Raw next week. That's a huge match to be given away. So close to the SummerSlam. Um all right, so we got that set up. Next, what happened was Elias Sampson uh, and Finn Balor were fighting. This is the third week in a row these fools have been fighting. <laughs> and this time it was a no disqualification match. Uh, of course, Sampson was working the, uh, the, the arm the whole match. And I'm like, you know, I understand because you popped him on the shoulder with the guitar last week. You kind of sliced him up. He was bleeding, so of course you're working the shoulder. But, like, Finn's finish is the double foot stomp. Like, wouldn't it make sense to, like, take out the feet, the knees, so he can't perform his devastating finishing maneuver? Hashtag uh, didn't, WWE logic. Didn't matter in the end because the seller of wolf tickets, Bray Wyatt, showed up, hit Sister Abigail on Balor, allowing Elias Sampson to get a win. So I guess we're in for uh, Finn versus Bray Wyatt on SummerSlam. Uh, Bray Wyatt has two wins in a row now. He's on a win streak. <laughs> so he might 
if he keeps this up, he might end up with more wins than Disco Inferno. But Balor's the golden child. I don't really see him like losing a program to Balor. I'm just glad they're finally doing something with Balor. I mean, him and um, I don't even know this dude's name, uh, Guitar Boy. Um, Samson. Yeah. Elias. He's irrelevant. He's irrelevant. Yo, man, he's got, he's singing. He's yeah. got, he's got heat. Uh, uh, Banjo, Kalui, uh, Kabong, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. So finally, they're going to give Balor a decent program. Hopefully, if Bray is on his A game, then this could be really great as we bring back. We bring in the return of the demon. So that's what this is all set up, just to bring back the demon. And that can make for a good match if Bray doesn't bullshit. Because Bray, I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes he delivers. Sometimes he's stuck with Randy Orton. So I'm hoping Finn Balor brings the best out of him and we get some good stuff this time. Um, Big Cass once again defeated Enzo Amore. Doing the same match i'm like how are we supposed to root like michael cole was like don't you feel bad for enzo and booker and Corey were like no no like he brought this upon himself secondly last week when he challenged big cast he ran out the ring like a punk all right like big cast has pretty much said like i want nothing to do with you you know i want nothing to do with you i already beat you up once why do i have to continue to beat you up you know so Enzo keeps bringing this upon himself. Uh, he's getting his ass whooped. Big Cass said he was going to murder Enzo in the ring. He almost tried. I'm like, what? I, You know, that was weird. I was watching this. I'm like, why would you attempt murder in front of like 5,000 people? Like, Big Show, you're going to snap his neck? Come on, Cass. You, I, I know you're trying to get heat, man, but I think there's other things to do. You know, um, Big Show entered the ring. Big Cass did not commit murder. But he's able to get the jump on Big Show. So, I mean, like, yo, like, you know me. I got no... Enzo hasn't done anything to earn my sympathy yet. Like, I love Enzo's fucking intro. Music be damned. Like, he hasn't he hasn't done anything to earn my sympathy. Uh, he has no redemption. Uh, he's he's still an asshole. He hasn't realized the relationship's over yet. And he's still, he's still calling the girl. Like, yo, just, just move on, dude. Uh, yeah, but I mean, on. he needs he needs to join like you know we got the uh, affirmative action crew. He needs to like join like the WWE welfare crew because I mean he just needs to be Titus, in the back of the you know, line. Titus no, Bray couldn't help him out right now. Titus Bray couldn't even. There's help nothing that. for you know? Enzo, and if they were gonna do it, if they should have done it right, let him at least put up a decent battle against um, Big Cass. But he's just been getting served every time. And it's like the fans still cheer, but I'm like, why are y'all cheering for this dude when you know he's finna get served? Like, I don't he, get it. Because he, he wobbles he's about back to and get forth. Served. You know, he does that little rocking motion back and forth. You know, people like that. Um, Nia Bay defeated Emma. I felt bad for Emma. Like, Kurt Angle's over here giving out free matches to his fake illegitimate son. And Emma's like, I want an opportunity too. And Kurt's like, well, you know. I'm going to feed you to Nia Jax. And Nia Jax damn near killed Emma with that rolling senton. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Not when Nia Bay came and did the flip, the front flip. It was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She got moves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Athleticism. There you go. But it so, wasn't. Um, she still has it. Um, who was the one she was like? <laughs> she's dead. 
<laughs> yeah, yo, which, oh, that one, that one independent wrestler, you're like, yeah, she's dead. You know, no, running that girl. <laughs> you know. I know that some people so are probably awesome. complaining like, uh, Nia's got too many finishes, but like, yo, man, she's like, it's whatever. You never, like, that's the one thing, all right, you never know what can put you out with Nia Jax. So think about that. Think of the unpredictability. She's going to hit you with something strong and you can be out. So. But Maybe I'm tired of WWE. No they, they're bullshitting with Nia, and it's annoying. So unless they do something to elevate her, um, hopefully for WrestleMania, because they're wasting her. So, so uh, we can get some stuff. Um, some cruiserweight nonsense happened. Um, what should have been the main event? Uh, Bailey defeated Sasha Banks in a dope match. They always put on a dope match. That should have been the uh, main event. It was a good match. So now Bailey will face Alexa Bliss for the Wall Room Championship. No, match. no, no, no. Say it right. Bailey will go get her ass kicked by Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. That's Hashtag not my Bailey. Not my Bailey. <laughs> um, Jason Jordan defeated Kurt Hawkins. Of course he would. Um, not using the angle slam or the ankle lock. And it's like, I think collective, why? Like everyone on the internet. It was like, why? Also, look at the white man. Look at these devils, Illa. Look at these devils. The black man can't even have his own kids anymore. They're going to give the black man's son to the white man. What is this? But if you're going to have him be <laughs> Kurt Angle's son, why not bestow the moves upon him? I, I just don't see the point I, I don't, of that I whatsoever. I, I don't know. Like, there's precedent. You remember when um, Kurt Angle was uh, making inappropriate moves to Charmel back in the day on SmackDown? But I mean... So, Kurt Angle has harassed everybody. Stephanie McMahon, Charmel. Fucking, he's, you know, he's old, lecherous. He's like the R. Kelly of the WWE. So we need to send him to sex rehab just like Tiger Woods? Yeah, and R. Kelly. R. Kelly has a cult. That's. (laughs) R. Kelly got some whole other shit going on. All right, um. (laughs) <laughs> I don't see the point of this Jason Jordan shit. It's just dumb. Uh, Why even make the association? Uh, it's uh, not like you're going sending them after somebody and you're creating a built-in match. You just created yeah. some side drama that doesn't propel any storyline forward. Oh god, you know, and this this was like yo, some random dude on Twitter called this, and it, and I can't believe this is this is what happened. This is what happened. Oh my god! All right, we still got SmackDown to go through in two more matches. Uh, the Revival defeated the Club, and then the Hardy Boys showed up and distracted the Revival, which allowed. So the wrong people got distracted, man. Like the club looked like they were gonna win, but then they got distracted by the Hardy Boys, and the revival hit the Shatter Machine on um, what's his face, the smaller one, um, man, Carl Anderson. That's right, Carl Anderson, the good brother, smaller good brother. I mean, I like Uh, the good brothers, but the club has been neutered since being in the WWE, and in the revival are just boring as fuck. What nonsense! Revival are boring. Bro, they're out there doing top guy things. What are you talking about? No, they're out there doing boring guy things. Boring. Boring. A boring. I don't know. This, this might maybe be like a three-way for the tag titles at SummerSlam. This could be setting up that. I think that would be interesting. Um, but that'll uh, be... We also had... Yeah, with Enzo. Well, not Enzo. Um, Sheamus and uh, Cesaro. So maybe they're going to do a four-way with the Hardys. Mm. Maybe. A, four, maybe a fatal four way tag man. Oh my god, that's gonna be a lot. That's a lot. Uh you got it's like a five hour card. You gotta put butts in seats. 
Uh, and of course, the main event, which shouldn't have been the main event, was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeating the Miz, Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas. When was the last time you ever seen like a handicap match where the person with the advantage actually won? Like they got numbers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like I've, they I've should seen it win once. I've seen it happen in a two in a two on one. It happened like in the last two years. Maybe it was Roman Reigns or somebody who took the L. But so usually, like, the power team, the power duo, is gonna win. Like the Rockstone Cold or you know whatever. I mean, Dean and Seth are yeah. on that level, but usually the duo figures a way out. No, the numbers advantage only ever works when it's like a straight up match, where it's like you know Xavier and Kofi versus uh you know whoever. Then it's like the numbers game is caught up with Kofi. <laughs> so like, oh man, so like they won. We're still doing Miz and Dean Ambrose. I think the more interesting finish would have been like if you know Miz and his Mizraz actually won because some miscommunication between you know Ambrose and Rawlings, and that could have built into some tension. And they would have to learn to work through their tension to try and redeem themselves. You know, that gives you more... Now we're just just having a go-home empty ending and the Miz and crew look like fools. I don't know. Wrestling logic. Um, Smackdown. Boom. Show opened up. Kevin Owens celebrating his new U.S. title. Saying he's going to do the open challenge again. But he's going to do it next week. AJ Styles came out. And he's like, nah, bro. I want this rematch now. And then, unexpectedly... Chris Jericho showed up. I guess he's done touring. Said he wants his rematch. I don't even know what show Chris Jericho's on anymore. So, uh, so he showed up, and Champion Man's like, yo, bro, I got you. Everyone's getting a rematch. We're going to do it tonight. So let's just speak about that match. It was a dope uh, SmackDown main event. Um, all these boys, I, Kevin Owens kind of had a boring match on Sunday, but they had a much better match uh, tonight. Now the question uh, is: Was this a one-off for Jericho? Like he was in town, he needed to catch a check, you know, and uh, they they let this shit happen. I I guess he's back. I think they need him. I mean, TV's been kind of struggling, and Jericho was like the best thing, you know, the top of the year. Uh, both Raw and and SmackDown have been kind of terrible since the Superstar shakeup. So, I I think guess they need people to stabilize stuff. I guess maybe they're starting to like, man, maybe the shakeup hasn't really worked a lot of the things smackdown was doing before the shakeup um just aren't working anymore and they took like all the smackdown people like all the people that smackdown made great they've taken away all the things that help make smackdown wait like tech talking smack they've taken away so they've like neutered smackdown again not even not even a year into the brand split so yep but we can't have nice things that they're gonna do another superstar shakeup right after SummerSlam. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell, man? The first one didn't work. I mean, maybe they can try to right the ship. Um, some of the other matches were Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, who defeated Lana and Tamina in a paint-by-the-numbers match. Yo, I don't know what Tamina's thinking. Like, So the joke is now, or the storyline is, Lana can't wrestle, and she doesn't deserve these opportunities. I don't know what the hell Tamina's thinking. Like, of course Lana's going to get pinned. Of course she's going to get knocked out by a big boot. And like to me, it's like, like mad, like yo, you got pinned, you lost, like get over here. I don't know why she's so light. Like you know, this girl can't wrestle. Like I don't know what you you expecting. Like I I don't know what you, you you thinking. Like yo, let Lana live. She's terrible. But if you're not teaching her, if we're not seeing like, 
if the thing is like to me it's trying to teach her if we saw those vignettes backstage like i'm gonna teach you how to wrestle or i'm gonna teach you to do better that'd be different and if she lost because oh we saw something that she tried to learn but she messed up on it you know karate kid style you know but they don't think long term like that uh we kind of touched we touched briefly uh shinsuke versus baron corbin um it was a better match uh, built off of their previous match as Shinsuke blocked the nut shot, was able to hit the, the boom by um, and, you know, get the pinfall. The Kinshasa. Uh, oh, that's right. Um, Jinder Mahal, her body came to the ring and, and then, doo, 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 he showed up and Jinder's like, I know what you're going to say, Cena. And then Cena's like, nah, man, I respect that you're hustling as hard as you can hustle to hold that belt. But I'm Superman. I'm Super Cena. And I'm taking it from you from, for at SummerSlam. So enjoy. And then he called for the music. Do, 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 do. And he left. Hashtag fuck John Cena. So I guarantee you Cena will work a better match with gender than anything Randy can get. Yeah, but first he has to get by Shunsuke. Nakamura. That's right. Cause Shane, no, Daniel Bryan came out and he's like, yo, you don't make the matches around here, Cena. Shane and I do. So we're booking this match next week. Um, someone on the internet was saying that, you know, maybe they're doing this because Shinsuke seems to be filling out his uh his ring partners. That the first time they wrestled that first match isn't all that good. Well, the exception being the match in NXT with Sami Zayn. Like, his first match is, is definitely by far his uh, best match he's done since working for the E. But the first match with Ziggler was kind of a letdown. But the rematch the next night on SmackDown was way better. And this pattern seems to follow once again with Baron Corbin. As the match on the pay-per-view was kind of like, eh. But the SmackDown version of the match was better. So maybe they're doing this SmackDown version now. So when Nakamura and Cena meet on a pay-per-view, it will actually be dope. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a waste. Fuck John Cena. I think they're giving this shit away too soon. So hopefully some um somebody's going to interrupt it. You know, that's pretty much what's going to happen. They're going to go for about three or four minutes. Somebody's going to interrupt the match. Disqualification. Yeah, disqualification, and uh, John Cena goes on to face what's his face? Who's the champion? Hard Body Mahal for the for the for the for the joint at SummerSlam. Well, this is gonna be a battle of the singing entrances. People are gonna be singing to John Cena, and they're gonna be singing to Shinsuke. No, they're gonna be telling Cena exactly his place. He sucks. <laughs> That's what. All right, then there was a quick match. Um, Ty Dillinger and Sami Zayn defeated. Uh, Aiden English and uh, Mike Kanellis. I almost said his other name. I almost said his government. My bad, Mike. Mike Kanellis. Uh, yo, you know what's funny uh, about like Maria's her gear? Like, uh, so if you look at like Mike Kanellis's gear, he's like, yo, I love Maria. That's what like his pants say, right? And then, uh, have we ever um, commented on him taking her name? So that's the funny thing. That's the funny. It's you know, it's 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 new age, bro. You know these millennials. You know how it works. Nah. So I don't know how that works. But the funny thing, if you look at like uh Maria's jacket, 
She, her jacket says, I love Maria. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. <sighs> she, she got the game on lock. What's yeah. mine is mine and what's yours is mine. That's how it is. <laughs> and of course, we can't forget the highlight was the Trap House Usos Yo, beating the crap like- out of New Day. Yo, people was like, yo, what happened? And then they just came and they just like, yo, murdered. Like, yo, the way Kofi uh, sold that, like, you know, bashing the LED screen, like, he was out. He was like, yo, we calling the doctors out here? Like, calling the doctors and a double super kick to Big E uh, to put him down? The trap house don't play, man. I'm surprised. I'm like, I'm waiting for the goons to come back. I kind of missed the goons from the rap battle. <laughs> that was sweet. The whole crew. But, you know, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the Trap House beatdown of, of, of the New Day. I thought that was a dope swerve so that we didn't have to, you know, save us and put it off and continue that feud in a way that really makes sense and just show the animosity and just the, you know, like, we, 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 we rough and rugged. We Trap House. So I'm curious to see them go through another set. We're figuring they're going to have another run at SummerSlam um, where the New Day will end up retaining. But... If they can do the program right and maintain interest, maybe we have the sequel to the bat- rap battle because WWE loves to run shit into the ground. And and Wally has been mentioned on TV three times this year, so he's in the good graces of the WWE right now. Which is surprising because for a while they were not acknowledging him or his they existence. Do, they would ignore Wale. He was, he was just not there. He was just another black guy in the audience. Oh, man. So, yeah. Yo, that's the... This episode, yo, hit us up. Find us on Twitter at Slam Bros Pod. That's at Slam Bros Pod. You can find me at Bowman12L. It's on Twitter. There's no W in my name. All right, let's get this over with. All right, black people like to add a W in Bowman, but there's no W. Let's keep it simple. It's Bowman12L. No W. All right. Um, yo, hit us up with your, your problematic. So, your problematic gimmick. So, hashtag problematic gimmick. Let us know your matches, your culturally insensitive matches that the WWE can use for their next couple of pay-per-views. Um, Illo, where can the people find you at? At IlloYC or at YCTheChamp on Instagram. Uh, you can holler at Charlie and the Champ. You can also catch me on the Fan Bros Special Delivery. We got that up on our Fan Bros TV YouTube page. Holler at you. I need to hear from people. I need more followers. So tell a friend to tell a friend to follow me on Twitter. Because even though I hate that shit, I'll be on there talking trash. You know how I do. You, y'all know how I get down. So holla. You know, I need to engage more. You know, because Ben I mean stay screaming on me about Twitter. He's like my, uh, he's my, my Twitter rival. So, you know, do something about that. Help help your boy LOIC, you know, get his Twitter game up. So that we can uh, trash talk DJ Ben I mean. And just holler at the Slam Bros. We definitely want to hear from you, see what you got going on, uh, and hear about your problematic your problematic gimmick matches. It's the Slam Bros. 